to make sure that all is safe. Talk to no one. Make no friends on the road. Your commission is of vast importance. I shall pass, said I, for a commercial traveller. Pardon me for my repeated cautions, Blamar, but I am an older man than you, and know the danger of travelling with specie. If your purpose was known tonight in Paris, your road to Marseille would be as dangerous as if all the galley slaves at Toulon had been let loose in special chase of you. I do not doubt your discretion. I only want you to be careful. Of course, you go armed. I opened my coat and showed a belt under my waistcoat with a revolver in it, at which warlike spectacle the old clerk drew back in alarm. Good, said Mr. Schwarzmoor. But one grain of prudence is worth five times the five bullets in those five barrels. You will stop in Paris tomorrow to transact business with Lefebvre and Dejong, and you will go on by the 12.15 night to Marseille, catching the boat on Friday. We will telegraph to you in Marseille. Are the letters for Paris ready, Mr. Hargrave? Yes, sir, nearly ready. Mr. Wilkins is hard at them. I reached Dover by midnight and instantly engaged four porters to carry my spacey chest down the stone steps leading from the pier to the Calais boat. The first was taken on board quite safely, but while the second one was being carried down, one of the men slipped and would certainly have fallen into the water had he not been caught in the arms of a burly old Indian officer, who, laden with various traps and urging forward his good-natured but rather vulgar wife, was preceding me. Steady there, my lad, he said. Why, what have you got there? Hardware? Don't know, sir. I only know it's heavy enough to break any man's back, was the rough answer, as the man thanked his questioner in his blunt way. These steps, sir, are very troublesome for bringing down heavy goods, said an obliging voice behind me. I presume, sir, from your luggage, that we're of the same profession. I looked round as we just then stepped on board. The person who addressed me was a tall, thin man with a long and rather Jewish nose and a narrow, elongated face. He wore a greatcoat too short for him, a flowered waistcoat, tight trousers, a high shirt collar, and a light, sprigged stiff neckcloth. I replied that I had the honour to be a commercial traveller and that I thought we were going to have a rough night of it. Decidedly dirty night, he replied, and I advise you, sir, to secure a berth at once. The boat, I see, is very crowded. I went straight to my berth and lay down for an hour. At the end of that time, I got up and looked around me. At one of the small tables sat half a dozen of the passengers, including the old Indian and my old-fashioned interrogator. They were drinking bottled porter and appeared very sociable. I rose and joined them, and we exchanged some remarks, not complimentary to night travelling. By Jove, sir! It is simply unbearable, said the jovial Major Baxter, for he soon told us his name. It is as stifling as Peshawar when the hot tinsang wind is blowing. Suppose we three go on deck and take a little air. My wife suffers in these crossings. She's invisible, I know, till the boat stops. Steward, bring up some more bottled porter. When we got on deck, I saw, to my extreme surprise, made conspicuous by their black and white stars, four other cases exactly similar to mine, except that they had no painted brand upon them. I could hardly believe my eyes, but there they were, 
leather covers, letter locks and all. Those are mine, sir, remarked Mr. Levinson. I knew my fellow commercial traveller's name from the captain having addressed him by it. I'm travelling for the house of Mackintosh. Those cases contain waterproof palatots, the best made. Our house has used such cases for forty years. It is sometimes inconvenient. This accidental resemblance of luggage leads to mistakes. Your goods are much heavier than my goods, as I judge. Gas improvements, railway chairs, cutlery or something else in iron. I was silent, or I made some vague reply. Sir, said Levison, I augur well of your future. Trade secrets should be kept inviolate, don't you think so, sir? The major, thus appealed to, replied, Sir, by Jove, you're right. One cannot be too careful in these days. Egad, sir, the world is a mass of deceit.